1: I don't think you understand. This has changed my life. (laughs) Oh, okay. I can do this.
0: (laughs) You can do this. Hey. My name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal. Pal, mixed with business school, pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger podcast. I love coaching sessions on the Gold Digger podcast because we get into the nitty gritty of topics that are on your mind and explore questions that you might have about your own business. It's a chance for me to sit down with someone and teach you exactly where they are at. These coaching sessions are designed to propel inclusive growth for business women everywhere from every walk of life. Let's be honest, this is just a small part of what I can do to level the playing field for entrepreneurs. Sahar to CJ just completed her first ever launch. She launched her own course and I cannot wait to hear how that process felt for her. And I know she has some questions that will be helpful for you too. We discuss launching and scaling, plus how to handle quick success and being in the spotlight. If you're preparing for your first launch or wanting to fine tune your process for your next launch, this is the episode for you. This episode is all about course creation and launches led by gold digger Sahar Twasijay. Let's start right now. Thanks to Trends.co for supporting Gold Digger. Trends is a knowledgeable hub from The Hustle where you can expand your network and discover the next big business idea before it explodes. Go to trends.co slash golddigger to start your $1 two-week trial. Ready to start or grow your email list with a female-founded email service provider doing email marketing right? Start a free 30-day trial, plus get 50% off your monthly subscription at jennacutcher.com slash flowdesk. That's jennacutcher.com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Sahar, welcome to the show. We've been messaging in DMs and staying connected throughout everything you've got going on in your life, but I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much
1: for having me. I am so excited to be here. Honestly, this is amazing.
0: It's going to be so much fun. So before we dive on into the nitty gritty questions that you've created, let's hear a little bit about you. Tell me about you, your journey in entrepreneurship, what you've been up to and your recent success.
1: Yeah, sure. So I started business actually with my wellness blog and it was called or it is called Earth and Spoon. And I started it a few years back, about four years ago. And I started it in the middle, in the thick of having my children. So I had just had my three kids. I started the blog and then I accidentally, well, not accidentally, but unintentionally got pregnant <laughs> with my fourth. <laughs> and, um, it's just been such a wild journey. I started my wellness blog because I ha- it was my lowest hanging fruit at the time. And I had results with my health. And I just had that itch because I decided to be a stay-at-home mom as soon as I had the kids. And I just wanted to kind of find myself again by using my brain and doing something other than changing nappies, you know. And I love being a mom, but I just needed that stimulation. And so I started it and... I found out in the process of doing it that I was more in love with the business and marketing side than the yes. actual wellness. <laughs> so I then began to pivot my journey and I started doing that through Pinterest, because when I had my blog, I was struggling with traffic. You know, you put in so much work into content creation, only to have like ten people, you know, read yes. your blog posts, and it was like this You're can't.
0: Your mom, <laughs> like <come Yes>. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like
1: <laughs> this can't be life. So I did a lot of research and tested out Pinterest and. Within three months, my traffic increased by over 300%. And now I have millions of monthly views on the platform. And so it's been incredible. And I'm really passionate about helping other moms who want to get into business because I've spoken to so many who feel like having a full-time job after having children doesn't serve where they're at in life and they're exploring how to have online business. And so I feel like they're my people and I want to teach all of them if I can, how to make online business work because I love it. I think it's amazing. It's amazing to have that freedom.
0: Oh, I agree so much. So walk me through kind of the past few months, because I've been able to watch everything that you're doing. So share a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah. So
1: three months ago, I joined the KBB course, which is the Knowledge Business Blueprint. And what happened was I started it and Jenna was our coach. We had you coaching us for six weeks and there was about a thousand of us doing the course. And I was just lapping it all up. And the moment the doors open, actually, that's when the lockdown happened. And suddenly I was trying to run my blog. I was trying to homeschool my kids and try to do this course all at the same time. So it was an incredibly crazy season. But I loved it. I lapped up all that information and that's when I did my pivot. I realized, oh my gosh, I have this tool that's Pinterest and I need to teach other mompreneurs how to use it. And so I put together my course, Pin to Profit Blueprint, while I was doing the course. And I took your advice, Jenna, because you said to make sure to implement while you're learning rather than wait till finish learning. And that's how I'm wired. Like I like to put things in neat boxes. And, you know, to tick things off. And so when you were like, you need to implement as you're learning, start coaching people right now, it kind of messed with my head in in the (laughs) best way possible. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it was great because I realized after doing it, it was that accountability and pressure that I needed to actually get it done. Because I've been talking about having an online course for three years. And then within six weeks of doing the course, I had it done and dusted just like that. So after that, that's when I tested everything out and then decided to create the course properly and do a proper launch once we finished the course. And once I did the launch, I managed to get five students enroll, new students, other than the ones that I had within KBB. And it was a premium course as well. So I was selling it for 600 pounds, which I think equates to about maybe $700-ish. And I didn't want to have a low ticket offer. I really wanted to just shoot my shot and give it everything that I could and just push with everything that's inside of me. And during the launch, it was crazy. It was insane, hectic. I did an all nighter. The last time I did that was when I was in college, like my husband and I didn't sleep like it was crazy. And I remember the first day I got my first sale. I was sitting there busy recording a Facebook ads video and then I get this notification. It was 24 hours after I started the launch and I was starting to get anxiety because I'm like, I've invested everything that I have. I've put all my effort and crickets up to that point. And I was starting to think that all the work that I've done over the last three months is going down the drain. It was just crazy in my head. And and I remember sitting down to record and then I get this notification from PayPal saying, you've received £597 into your account. And I just started crying and shouting. I was like, we did it. Oh my God, we made it. It was so exciting. It was amazing. The feeling of having someone purchase something off of you And it's got nothing to do with how much time you're putting into it. It felt like truly passive income. I know I've worked hard for it, but it wasn't traded for my time. I was doing something completely different. And so that feeling took my breath away.
0: Oh, it gives me goosebumps. It just, there's nothing like that first sale and understanding and seeing that like what you do is valuable. Isn't it just the most unreal feeling in the world? Yes, it is
1: the best feeling. Like once you have a taste of that, I don't know if you could go back.
0: I know. So walk me through. So these last few weeks, you've been serving your clients from this first launch and you've been showing up for them. I know you've been doing your Facebook lives and walking them through different things. So where are you at today before we dive on into the questions? Yeah, so right now I'm in
1: slap bang the middle of the course. So I've created the course, but what I do every week is that I go over the course that I've already created and just give it a slight rebrand and upload it into my platform just to make sure that it's the final version and the final draft. And I'm sharing it every week, releasing more modules every week. And then what I do every week is I do a live Q&A with my Facebook group, with my students. And I answer all their questions and just give them extra value and extra training on things that I think would help them moving forward. That's so
0: awesome. All right. So what we're going to do today is you get to ask me any questions that you have, and we're going to dive on into kind of post-launch, evergreen offers, all different kinds of things. So feel free, the stage is yours, ask your first question, and we'll get to the coaching. Yes.
1: Okay. So my first question for you, Jenna, is talking about evergreen launches or courses, because I've done my first launch and I feel like I got sick of hearing my own voice talking about (laughs) the course. I did it over three weeks and I was consistently telling people about it. I had no shame. I just went for it because I truly believe in it. But I see that Doing that on a consistent basis is going to exhaust myself and my audience. And so I wanted to understand how do you kind of launch an evergreen course? Because do you only share it with new customers or do you share it with new email subscribers, perhaps, versus your existing audience? And how often do you share it with your existing audience? I'm kind of a little bit, yeah, not sure about that.
0: (laughs) So great. So for anyone listening that doesn't understand what an evergreen model is, is it's essentially something that can be continually running with little to no effort on your part. So more of that passive income that Sahar was talking about. And so most of our programs are now in an evergreen model, meaning that people can access them at different times based on where they are at with me, my brand, or in our email funnel. So one of the first things, that I thought of when I saw your question is that it's really, really important that you have that live launch under your belt because you learned so much in that, didn't you? Like, wasn't it just one giant learning (laughs) moment? (laughs) Yes. So I never, never recommend that people go straight into some sort of automated funnel or operation because you learn so much when you're live. There's just this energy. And while sometimes it's overwhelming and frenetic, it can also really help Kind of guide your ship um, as you're moving forward. So when we go into Evergreen, the first thing that we do is a live launch, which you've already done. So you've already experienced that. And that live launch is your way of creating all of the content that is required in an Evergreen model. So you now have email copy, you likely have ad copy, you have all of the pieces of the evergreen puzzle because you've done it live. So I always recommend that first, because it doesn't necessarily make sense to go into an automated launch of anything without having that proof and understanding and that belief of like, yes, what I have creative works, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So For you, what I would recommend is doing a second live launch. And I know that's probably not what you want to hear. But what I believe is that the second time around, you are going to be more clearly able to communicate the value that you're offering because you now have students that have experiences value, right? So you now have people that have results. You have people that you have walked through your program, that you have offered this additional value in coaching for. And with that, you now have testimonials. And that's the big difference between the first launch and the second launch is that social proof piece, which will actually do a lot of the selling for you. So if you're thinking, Jenna, there's no way I want to do another launch now. It's so hard (laughs) and exhausting. The good news is, is that the second launch is way smoother and way easier. And you have the help of students doing the selling through their testimonials, through the evidence, and just through the fact that you can strongly say, I've led people through this program and gotten them results, right? Yeah. So when we think about it, if I were to give you my honest recommendation, I would say, get these current students through it, Take a little breather for yourself and give yourself some time to assess what went well. What was super stressful? Where was I second guessing myself? Where do I feel like I didn't show up enough? What worked and what didn't work? Because a lot of times... When you come right out of a launch, you're so exhausted that you kind of forget to like decompress and ask yourself those questions that will guide you forward. And Mm. so I think a relaunch would be entirely appropriate just a few months after this first one. So I would say, you know, you're walking your students through for how many weeks? Five weeks is it? No, the
1: course is six weeks.
0: Okay. So six weeks and then take two weeks off, give yourself a little time, a little space And then I would say it's more than appropriate to relaunch. Now, this relaunch is going to look different than your initial launch because you are going in with the mindset that what you are doing in this second live launch is going to become your evergreen model. So you're going to do things just slightly differently. So one of those things would be, I know that you did your webinar You're going to want to make sure that when you record your webinar with this second live launch, that you include social proof, but that you are also cognizant that you're not dropping in certain things that will become outdated should you go automated. So you want Mm -hmm. to make sure things like date references or time references or day of the week references. You're going to want to make sure that as you're doing it, we call it a clean recording where we either have to edit out any of those references or we go into that live webinar with the thought process of being, hey, I'm going to knock this out of the park. My energy is going to be so good and we're going to use this moving forward. Therefore, I just want to be aware of not making any references that could make this content outdated. Does that make make sense?
1: Totally makes sense. Even as you're speaking, I could think about all the things that I need to remove
0: Yes, from my webinar. Yeah. Yes. And so that's why I think a second launch is actually going to be your ticket to success because now you're going to go in with this just different framing around your offer and the way that you're presenting it. Understanding that what you do in this second launch is going to serve people moving forward, which is so cool. So, when we go into live launches now, we understand. Hey, there's a good chance that we're going to put this into an evergreen model, which means it will be automated, and it might be working for the next three months, six months, even a year from now. So, how can we create with that intent, and how can we make sure that as we review things that have worked in the past, whether it's ad copy or email copy, that we're being really conscious of serving people where they're at, regardless of if they're taking this tomorrow or six months from now. So this launch is just going to be your chance to revamp your first launch, do the things that worked really well, fix the things that didn't work well, and go into it with a more evergreen mind state. And then to answer the final part of your question, when you are doing an evergreen model, a lot of times the way that people run these is through cold traffic. So essentially, you are inviting cold traffic either onto your email list or into your webinar. And therefore, they're new to your brand. They're new to your business. They're new to your model. And so that helps you to understand the way that you need to structure your webinar to speak to this colder audience. They don't know how incredible you are. They don't know that you have four children. They don't know about your past with your blog. And so it kind of helps frame your content in a slightly different way than maybe you did in launch number one. But the way that most evergreen models work is through ads. So you are running ads to get people into that funnel. Whether it's through email where you'll invite them to the webinar or directly into the webinar, where then you will share that content, educate them, and then pitch your product. Does that make sense?
1: It totally does. It does make sense. Yeah. Good.
0: And then the final part, you did ask one final part of the question is how often are you live launching to your current audience? And we launch each of our offers one to two times per year. So that's kind of when we do the big open and close the doors. There's a lot of live launch energy around that. And that's for our existing email list. So they'll likely get invitations to different things that would allow them to join the course. But two times a year, it gives us a chance to update our course, to check in with our community, to guide students through it. And since becoming a mom, I've been doing less launches. So we essentially launch each of my programs once per year. So one course per quarter is how we do that. And then they go into the evergreen model.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That's really helpful to know.
0: Good. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Oh, love yes. that. If you're ready to start and grow your email list or your list is already growing and you're fed up with your current provider, you need Flowdesk. Use my link to get half off of your subscription. That's $19 a month for life at jennacutcher.com Flowdesk. The female founders, Martha and Rebecca, saw all the issues in the email world and decided to do something about it. The result is Flowdesk, an easy to use, intuitive and beautiful solution to email marketing. I've heard it all before when it comes to starting and growing an email list. No time to learn graphic design. What do you even say to your list? How do I get opt-ins on my site? So people even want to join in the first place. I don't have a website, let alone a list. You don't need to learn how to be a copywriter and graphic designer and website developer to start and grow your email list. Flowdesk includes beautifully designed templates, many with pre-written copy that you can use and adapt for your brand's voice. You can create forms and pop-ups for opt-ins, even if you don't have a website yet, plus behind-the-scenes insights to track your progress and your email success. You'll have unlimited everything. There's no subscription tier. It's all yours from day one so that you can learn, grow, implement, and market to your list for just $19 a month. No limits, no lock templates, all of the features you need to grow and serve your email list. Your monthly subscription is $19 a month if you sign up at jennacutcher.com slash flowdesk. That's com slash F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Trends is a knowledge hub from the hustle that gives you access to a community of industry leaders in virtually every field, where you can learn how to capitalize on emerging opportunities. You can also workshop your own ideas and network with other entrepreneurs and investors. Plus, Trends has weekly live lectures where experts teach on topics such as growth strategies, SEO, or how to send the perfect cold email. They share tons of exclusive research, like data on thousands of successful Kickstarter projects, or the 30 companies defining the future of media and pop culture. Being in this industry, the online entrepreneur space, we're all looking ahead at what's next, especially now as the way that we do business and show up to work is totally changing. I love that Trends is this premium information and research all in one place so that I can make super informed decisions in my business. The articles that I'm digging into right now include an impact analysis of Google's algorithm update because that's the algorithm that we all need to understand and 31 templates to help you say no in any situation. I'm enjoying the trends community so much. I want to share it with you right now. You can get your first two weeks for just $1. Go to trends.co slash gold digger to start your $1 two week trial. That's T R E N D S dot C O slash gold digger for your $1 two week trial.
1: Okay. What's your next question? Okay. My next question is, Same thing to do with, I think I'm thinking about funnels and how to make, continue making my course evergreen. I wanted to know when you're getting in that cold traffic, are you supposed to have another low ticket offer because... I listen to a lot of online business, you know, digital entrepreneurs and marketers. And I've learned from Russell Brunson about the value ladder concept, which is, you know, to introduce people at a low ticket offer and then sort of slowly build trust and then ask them for the higher ticket offers later on in the journey. I've seen people like Danielle Leslie, who was on this podcast, and she has her one offer and, you know, she's done amazing with it. And so I'm kind of wondering, do I need to introduce a low ticket offer because I have my high ticket offer or do I just work with, you know, free opt ins and lead magnets and things like that?
0: Yeah. I love this question because I honestly think that the answer would vary no matter who you're talking to. You gave two great examples, Russell Brunson and Danielle Leslie, two of my very close friends, and they would probably battle on this, right? (laughs) They would totally have different opinions on this. So I'll give you my opinion on it and it's a total take it or leave it. So, one of the things that I recognized when it came to value ladders is I was in a very similar situation to you, where my courses were hundreds of dollars and a lot of people that just wasn't accessible to them. Now, I had to make that decision okay, do I create additional offers at lower price points, kind of as like the gateway or the entryway into the brand and then potentially upselling people? Or do I just stick with it and focus on those bigger live launches each year? And to be honest, I I feel like we're constantly reframing our thoughts around this. So I'll give you a quick example of something that worked very well in the last few months, because I think it's really pertinent to what you're asking. So We have our program, the Instagram Lab. It's about a $300 program. And when we went through COVID and we recognized like a lot of entrepreneurs are just not even knowing how to show up on social, we created a lower price point offer called Insta Essentials. And that one was $49, which is pretty low for one of our products. And we created Insta Essentials to almost be like the implementation piece of the Instagram lab. The Instagram lab is the full blown strategy. It's the whole shebang. It walks you through everything on how to market yourself on Instagram and beyond. Whereas instant essentials was like this 60 day blueprint plan with different things and prompts to get you going on your Instagram journey and to kind of get you started and posting. And our lower price offer actually did really, really well. However, Then you have to do that additional work to bridge the people who have taken advantage of that lower price offer and figure out how to funnel them and get them into that higher price point offer. And in doing that, you want to ensure that anyone that is taking advantage of a lower price point offer is getting massive results at a great value. Right. So there's like so many things to be thinking about here. Now, what I would say for right now, knowing you, knowing how driven you are and knowing how incredible you're at implementing, what I would instead focus on right now is a really solid follow-up email funnel from a freebie. So I would focus your efforts on having a really strong opt-in and potentially knowing you, and I know that you could do this, having two to three Pinterest-related opt-ins so that you can kind of split test and see what's working the best in terms of getting getting new people onto your list. From there, what I would focus on instead of creating an additional offer and trying to kind of figure out launching that and the sales on that and almost redoing what you've just finished up, I would focus on a six to eight to potentially even 10 email sequence that is serving people, adding value, getting them results. And that is Kind of those gentle nudges, those breadcrumbs into then inviting them into what will become your automated course, does that make sense yeah I've already
1: implemented like I think my email sequence might be ten or eleven okay. based awesome. on my master class. but what I wanted to ask, what do you think is a time frame that's reasonable because I know yeah. that for some people that might be super overwhelming. I think mine was over Seven days, but half of those emails was to do with them showing up for the masterclass, if I'm honest. So, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of get a feeling from you on what you think about that. that.
0: Yeah. So, what I'm thinking is, I don't want you to do too much too fast and not be able to actually look at what the data is telling you. And so my fear is, is that if you start creating another offer and then you go into relaunch this with evergreen, and then you're creating all these different funnels and emails and ads, you're never actually going to get a real big picture and you're not going to be able to have the time or the emotional bandwidth to say, what is the data telling me right now? You know. (laughs) And so for me, I want to take a page out of Danielle Leslie's book of like, keep it safe. Simple and like really pay attention to like making something awesome. And I think Russell would agree on this, where he is like constantly hacking funnels to figure out like what worked and what didn't work. Now, one thing that I think would be really incredible to test out, and it's something that we've been testing, is one of Russell's students named Jamie Cross created this five minute perfect webinar formula. In Russell's book, Traffic Secrets, reading and listening to it he talks about jamie cross's five minute webinar method and basically what it is is it's taking that hour-long framework and condensing it down into a really short webinar and what we've been testing and what I think could work for you is if you're sending out six to 10 to even 12 emails is at the bottom, you could have a PS like, Hey, do you want to just get the quick and easy version of how Pinterest can work for you? Click here. And it's a short five minute webinar that explains that you have a course for sale. And it also explains why Pinterest can work for them. And that way, if they don't have, cause I always just think from a mom standpoint, I'm like, signing up and showing up for an hour long webinar is tough, right? Like, yes. especially as
1: okay. Mom.
0: And so when we think about your demographic, if you're mm-hmm. trying to reach mom, producers, they sometimes just want the cliff notes version, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so instead of creating another offer, another funnel, all these things, how can we guide your exact audience from meeting you, understanding what you do all the way to just at least knowing that you have an offer out there. I'm not saying you got to hard sell it. I want their awareness of your course to exist within email number four. And then from there, emails four through 10 are just going to be serving, serving, serving. And again, just saying like, hey, here's this webinar you can watch. And hopefully at this point, it'll be automated. So, you you know, you could make it so that they can just click and watch it right when they're ready. You know what I mean? So removing some of those obstacles for your specific audience, which is moms, is something that you definitely want to think through with each step. And so we have definitely just been taking steps of saying like, You know, some people need the full webinar to understand and grasp the concept and hear the offer. Some people just want the quick and dirty version so that they can dive on into the course if they feel it's right for them. And so I would say if you had... 10 emails that went out, I would probably say that I would extend that time frame a little bit. So I would make it anywhere from 14 to 21 days, potentially, as you spread it out and give them action steps to be taking so that they can actually see that what you're teaching is working. So small wins. I know we talk about this in our Facebook group, but small wins can go such a long way because it's that proof of concept for themselves to say, Oh my gosh, what she teaches works and I am capable of following through on it. Okay.
1: So are you saying then, because you mentioned that I should probably create another one or two opt-in as in freebies. Yeah. Pinterest related. Would they all be
0: pointing to the same funnel? Yep. Yep. Just do the same funnel. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. And create your funnel. Yes. Create your funnel with the frame point that they might have a slightly different entry point but it's all pointing to the same result. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't think you understand. This has changed my (laughs) life. (laughs) Okay. I can do this. (laughs) You can do this. And that's the thing too, is we don't want to overcomplicate anything. The biggest thing that I think of instead of feeling like something's a sales pitch, we want it to feel like it's the right invitation at the right time with the right offer. And so there are different ways to just let people be aware that you do have something extra for them while still giving them value. And I think a lot of times people separate like, I'm going to serve, 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 and then I'm going to sell really hard. And it's like, no, you can actually kind of serve and invite at the same time without it feeling off. You're just kind of speaking to the two different people at the audience. Part of your audience is going to need that longer warm up, that longer runway. And the other part of the audience is ready to start getting results today and they want to take action. And so it's thinking through both of those people as you create and you can write to both of them at the same time without repelling the other.
1: Okay, nice. All right. I will definitely factor that in so much to think about. Awesome. But yeah, I definitely need that time off. <laughs>
0: Yes, you do. Everyone does. And that's why we try to do one launch per quarter because there's so much work that goes in pre-launch. Then the launch itself is, is very taxing. And then we need that decompression of like what worked and stuff. So we never go right from live launch straight into automation. We always wait a month or even two because we need that time to kind of reassess, look at open rates, look at and understand, you know, feedback. Why did people not purchase? What did we not communicate well the first time? And so decompression is a very big thing that people need to understand about launching and they need to plan for as they kind of look at their year or their month or their quarter at a glance.
1: Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Is there room for another question? Yes. Go ahead, girl. Okay. So I wanted to ask about quick success. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because Doing this launch has really opened my eyes to the possibilities, especially doing it with Facebook ads. Like, I think I had over 200 signups for my Pinterest masterclass, and it was so many people signing up at a short amount of time. And there's a buzz around the course. I mean, people are paying me and thanking me (laughs) for helping them. And it's a little intimidating because you're really putting yourself out there and you know, you're kind of getting a little taster of what it's like to be known and seen. And I can see that if I continue with Facebook ads, as I keep reinvesting from, you know, the sales, how quickly this thing can grow. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to hear from you, like... Do you have any tips on how to handle that? Have you felt that way when you first started? Like, I would just love to kind of hear any tips from you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if we go back to Russell Brunson in Traffic Secrets, he talks about Facebook ads and he's like, it's basically like putting lighter fluid on the stack of woods and lighting a flame to it. Right. Yeah. So it's like when you have some sort of success and you know that you have a system that works, then investing in ads is... The number one way to scale, in my opinion. And ads are so incredible, right? Because it's like you can hand somebody a dollar and at the end of the day, they could give you back two. And you would continue doing that over and over and over again. And that's how you compound your success. Now, ads can also bring in some unexpected intruders into your business and your world and your life. And that's part of the nature of it. And it never gets easier, at least if I'm being honest, because with ads, you're exposing yourself to brand new people, people that don't know you. They don't know your heart. They don't know your background, your history, nothing. And so sometimes it can be disheartening. The biggest piece of advice that I can give you is to have somebody else moderate ad comments for you. Don't even throw yourself into the pool of reading strangers' criticism about anything that is probably not pertinent to your offer. And so we kind of have a method on my team that someone just watches our ads. And we always just make sure everything is running well, people are being served, if there's any questions are being answered. But then also just being in control of what we allow to be commented on, especially when it's paid traffic. The other piece of it is you can really, I mean, Facebook is just insane. The database that they have and the user habits that they track, it's kind of scary, but also amazing from a marketing standpoint. But you can really choose audiences and denote audiences that you really feel are in alignment with you as a person and your heart and your interests and the way that you show up and serve. And so it's pretty amazing because when you can start to target the right people, you can start to see how your work is impacting other people. And that impact will always, always, always trump the criticism. One thing that I would note from a Facebook ad standpoint is let's say, Sahar, that you have like $500 to invest in ads, what I would recommend 10 out of 10 times is let's say you're going to do your second launch coming up. I would recommend using that $500 right now to gain more people on your email list through a free offer. And the number one mistake that I see people make when launching is that they reserve their ads budget for the launch itself. And I think that's great. I understand that theory. But when you break it down at the end of the day, if you are putting in even $10 a day into your ads budget and you're promoting a free offer, you're going to convert at a way cheaper price than if you are trying to get cold audiences to sign up for a webinar. Like I'm telling you, when we promote our freebies Those oftentimes convert, they're under a dollar, sometimes even as cheap as... 20, 30 cents per opt-in. That's how much we're paying to get one new subscriber to our list. However, when you go into a launch, even as strategic as we are and as good as we are at Facebook ads, it can sometimes cost four, seven, 15, 20, $30 to get someone to sign up for a webinar. And that's not even confirmed that they'll show up and or purchase. And so any amount of money that you have to invest into ads, the best thing that you can do is to invest before your launch and get people onto your email list because it's going to give you time to warm them up, to serve them and to make them a warm audience by the time you go to invite them to that webinar. Warm audiences are going to be way more likely to sign up, show up and purchase. And so that is my advice when it comes to ads. And I know that I think the fear of success is just as scary as the fear of failure. Um, I agree. I've ab- I totally felt that. Agree. Yeah, and it's like you see people that are successful that aren't happy, or you see what success can cost people. And I think that so many women, it's it's not even a what if I fail. It's like what happens if I do the thing, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's okay to grow slow. I know we said this in our KBB group, but like slow growth, deep roots, and I think that. As you continually grow, I think one of the biggest blessings in my business was that the first seven years was just a very slow and organic grow. And I know when we went viral, it was almost terrifying because it was like, who are these people? What do they want from me? They're following me because I'm in a swimsuit standing next to my husband. What do they expect from me? And so I personally love the slow organic growth a bit more. And that doesn't mean that you can't use ads to help supplement that. But I think you can be really thoughtful with what that ad strategy looks like. And once you go through this second launch and you know rock another webinar and get a really solid and clean recording then you can start investing in that evergreen style of launching with confidence knowing that you knocked it out of the park and that it has a good conversion rate that will make your investment worth it okay and
1: would you say do i need to have more than one live webinar for the second launch
0: Yeah. So that's a great question. So one of the methods that I believe in and I do is I do at least three whenever we do a live launch, because The first one, I always have some sort of snafu, whether it's technology or nerves or the timing is off or I get to the pitch way too late or something happens. And then usually my second one is our clean one because I've taken notes from the first one. I've had a little bit of time to reassess, fix up, remove any slides, fix any typos. And then the third one is kind of like that safety belt, just in case the second one didn't go as great. That way we have three. And how we judge which one goes into evergreen is that we'll take a look and we'll see what the conversion was for each one. So if 60 people showed up and you sold one, that's your conversion percentage. You want to go off of how many people showed up, how many people purchased. That's going to be your conversion. And you're going to want to pick the one with the highest amount of conversion and that will become your evergreen one.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh. This is so much gold.
0: Yay! I'm so so (laughs) grateful. So how do you feel about everything? I know we covered a lot. Like, how are you feeling right now?
1: I am feeling like I can do this. I think you've helped me. You've helped me take a lot of the pressure off. And yeah, like, I just feel like I just need to finish off with this course, you know, take a back seat, examine everything again. And implement all of the things that you told me. I am so thankful. This is really, really helpful for me.
0: Oh, I'm so glad, Sahar. Where can everybody find you and connect with you? I want to make sure that they get to watch you walk the walk, just like you do so well. So, where can people connect with you and learn more about you? Yeah, sure. So
1: you can find me on Instagram at sahar 2 same as Facebook. You can also go to my website, sahar2SAJ.com. And then from there, you can find out about all the projects and things that I have going on. So yeah, you can find me there
0: amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and just allowing us to communicate together and to share this with the world. I really hope first and foremost that you were served today, but I also hope that for everyone listening in they got some value as well.
1: Oh girl, I don't even know how to thank you. You have been incredible and this is gold. I don't think you even understand. Well, you probably do because
0: you've gone ahead. <laughs> I've done all these <laughs> things. <laughs> but I'm well, super I excited. I cannot wait to keep cheering you on. I'm so, so proud of the work that you have done. You are the example of somebody that takes, learns, implements and gets results. And I think that I just like am the one celebrating with you. I'm so excited to see what you do
1: next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Gold Diggers, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I genuinely love doing these coaching episodes. And if you want to be coached on the show, you can always head to golddiggerpodcast.com and submit yourself For one of these episodes. It is just my joy to connect with people in that learning and growing and scaling phase and to hopefully help take them to the next level. I'm so, so grateful to Sahar for letting us listen in on this conversation and hearing her honest questions. And I genuinely hope you love today's episode as much as we did. Take a minute, hop onto Instagram, let us know what you thought. Let us know if you want to be coached on the episode and what your biggest takeaway was from today. And until next time, go diggers. Keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast.